Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so happen to find this recording, and welcome to the Marvel Men Podcast, a show where a bunch of us nerds talk all things related to the MCU 24-7-365. I'm Tommy DeVito, joined by my co-host Alex DiCarlo. What's up, everybody? How are we all doing today? And uh, Zach Benicello, our other co-host, he's currently not here today. He's on va- he's on a well-deserved vacation, so it's just going to be me and Alex today. Mm-hmm. But hey. At least we'll make do. Exactly. We'll make do with what we got. But either way, because mm-hmm. obviously, given the fact that we did not want to wait because, well, not that we didn't want to wait. Loves, basically, here's our spoiler review for Loki season two, episode three, titled 1893. And of course, we may, we may as well say this now, as we always have, and we always say it again. If you have not watched the episode, pause this recording, go watch it on Disney Plus, then come back to this episode to hear our full thoughts. Or if you don't mind spoilers, then welcome. But prepare to be spoiled because you're. But I do recommend watching this because I think this is my favorite episode of the season so far. Yes. So if anything, I'd say watch it with a fresh pair of eyes. Yep. So it's basically to yeah. start off the episode, we ca- finally catch up with Ms. Minutes and Ravana Renslayer. They're in the year eighteen. Well, they're in a branch timeline, I should say. That's one thing I do want to mention because yes. it said branch timeline, so a lot of people are thinking like some of the things that were said. In the episode, and people think, oh, wait, this is the MCU. I'm like, no, this isn't the Sacred Timeline or Earth 616. This is a branch universe. But basically, Ouroboros says, even though the branches were bombed, they were growing back. Oof. So well, that's an interesting concept. So wait, if they can grow back, then how come that wasn't happening when it was just one timeline? They were pruning just and only had like one timeline to prune. Well, like, welcome to the MCU where the laws of, phys- where the laws of physics go out the window. Maybe it was because there was He Who Remains who was making sure it stayed, or maybe because... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because they even said that they just transported everything they pruned to the end of time. So that makes me think that, okay, then maybe they can't transport every freaking universe to the end of time at once. So it's probably get pretty crowded in there. I don't know. Yeah. We're going back. So that means, okay, so what happened did not matter. So that was solved like that. Which I had a feeling they were going to the ranchers were going to come back. So yeah, we saw oh, yeah, definitely. And, and of course, we finally know what happened to Ravana Renslayer. Yep. She went, by following the orders of He Who Remains, plan that Ms. Minutes told her, he basically mm-hmm. to go to the year 18... Was that their 60s or 70s? I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was uh, 1868. Into a... Okay, 1868. To a branch timeline... Where, basically, where then all they had to do was deliver a package into a window. Oh, it was. So, they, she puts it in the window. She like this open window. And then a little boy opens this package. And this package is the TVA book written by Obi. Mm. And eventually... And, who, and who could this young boy become to be in 25 years' time? This boy's name is Victor Timely. Oh, yes. And in case you don't know who Victor Timely is, we're about to get into that shortly. Kang. Yes. To be more precise, a variant of Kang. Well, in the comics, Kang's real name is is Victor Timely. So, but basically, Victor Timely, interestingly enough, like, do you, so I'm curious now, do you think, since we saw, like, a shot of, like, this little kid, do you think they're going to use that kid again for like, if they ever, I because basically, for those of you who don't know, the character in the comics, Iron Lad, 
is a variant of Kang the Conqueror that's younger, but it's also a good variant of Kang. Who also has a relationship with Cassie Lang. Like, do you think they'll ever use that actor again for Iron Lad, or do you think they'll, they'd recast if they go comic accurate with this? Hmm. Yeah, because I don't know, because like, like, I think the actor who I think would be a perfect Iron Lad, or who looks like a young Jonathan Majors, perfectly, is, hold on, let me look him up. Basically, I mean, well, they could get a. I was, I was thinking maybe Caleb McLaughlin from uh, from Stranger Things. He could, but I mean, if they want to go a little bit younger, I think you know an actor who looks a little bit more like Jonathan Majors because he looks a little bit, but I think Zach looks a lot more. Yeah, hold on, I'm just looking. Anyways, um, so we cut to uh to Ravana talking to Miss Minutes about the whole situation after he who remains is uh deaf, courtesy of Sylvie. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sylvie. Mm-hmm. And and in case you're probably wondering uh what Sylvie's been up to ever since uh, episode two. Show well, let's just say uh to put it to, to put it in uh, in the shortest of terms possible, she's going Kang hunting. Yep. Whether, make- whether it's a good whether 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 the variants are good or bad, she's just she okay. just tends to kill him left, right, and center. So. Okay, so wait, wait, actually, I found the actor I'm talking about. So if you've seen the show The Santa Clauses that came out last year and this year and New Year, this actor Nate, who plays the the elf Noel Devin Bright, like 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 look him up what he looks like. But like I'm going to show Alex what he looks like. But this is him, <laughs> this actor I'm talking about. That is scary. Ah, he looks okay. a lot like Jonathan Majors. So like. He could play, given the fact that it, the Santa Claus is, is a Disney show. Maybe, who knows, that can be a good grace, and maybe they'll look at him for Iron Lad or Young Kang if they want to do some more Young Kang stuff. I don't know. It's possible, but then again, we don't know when the SAG after strike will end. Please. Hopefully soon, because I'm getting yeah, sick. Hopefully soon, yeah, hopefully soon. Hopefully the, hopefully the negotiations will be will be short. Will or be they short. resume negotiations. Yeah, that's hopefully, they, hopefully they resume, but but anyways, back on the rails here. We're getting off track here. Yeah. So, so with uh with Mo- with Loki and Mobius on uh, on pursuit of a uh, of looking for Miss Minutes and presumably Renslayer, because given the fact that that the both of them are working together as well. Exactly. Uh, gee, I wonder. I wonder why the both of them, why both pairs are are actually looking for Victor Timely. Because Victor Timely has the has created this variant of Kang, Victor Timely, who was given the book of the TVA, has built his own, at least a miniature version of the temporal loom. Ooh, yes, that's like, right. In, in case you're wondering, uh, and in, in a case of, for, for what happened in the last episode, OB was saying that the temporal that the temporal loom is overloading with new branches, and they need a sig- a certain aura of to open Kang. the blast doors. They need a an aura of any Kang to open the blast doors so they can take us to help fix it. But in the end, I, cause they're saying it would just destroy the TVA, but what does that mean for the multiverse in general? Cause I feel like the TVA, yeah. I think they're just being, I've, I'm calling it by the end of the season. It's going to be the, the TVA will be destroyed. Probably enact reenacting the events of, uh, of episode one. Potentially. Yeah. I feel like, by that, rolling, I mean like the future events. Not yeah. The... That's what I think that future event was. I think it was the, destruction of the tva so that's what i think the finale might be but yeah there actually is a theory going around that actually ouroboros is actually evil and there's a lot of things i even saw a theory that that we're going to see chris hemsworth appear as thor in this or a variant like i said don't believe anything like i've chosen to not i've just seen like the thumbnails for this 
for like these for like this theory that's going around and like i have yet to look into it because i don't even want to see the evidence because then if i see the evidence and it starts to make sense then i'm going to expect it and if it doesn't happen i don't want to be disappointed so i'm just staying away from that theory Mm -hmm. like it's in the back of my mind where okay some people are thinking this but i'm not gonna look gonna see why they think this yeah and, and of course uh i would not be surprised if the events of uh of, if the events of this season of loki lead into uh into some other projects say like deadpool 3 potentially you know? yeah and if this is going to be like an adaptation of deadpool kills the marvel universe you know in case of uh in case you were wondering like uh that comic represents like deadpool killing off like every single like but, but to be more precise, I would not be surprised if uh, if they renamed it like the MCU version as Deadpool kills the Fox X Men universe or something like that. I don't. Yeah, I don't it seems know. like that's what they're but, doing. Because I, mean, Reynolds... I mean, we'll find out soon enough, though. But I remember but... a couple of years ago, it was revealed Ryan Reynolds did pitch that to Fox to not Fox to Disney. He did pitch Ooh. that to them, like, "Hey, yo, since now you own this, I have an idea to put me in the MCU as the same Deadpool I was." Yeah, but anyways, uh, but then of course, as we get to the uh to to the eighteen ninety three scenes, we yeah, like yeah. In case you were wondering, if you remember the post credits singer from Am Man of the Lost Quantumania, the second one with Loki and Mobius, yeah, we see second that one, scene. we see that same scene once again. Well, an extended version of that scene because eventually, because in the scene it was Loki like that's him, and then Mobius was saying you made him out to be this terrifying figure. But no, in this one, like he's like he goes, it's him. Mo, he's like, who? Like he who remains. So that conversation was a little longer. So it was pretty mm -hmm. nice to see that. That scene. Yeah, because we knew yeah. that was coming up. But also, before we, they get to that scene, they're looking for Ravana and Ms. Minutes because they basically figure out where they are because there's like hauntings in 1893 in a branch timeline of a ghost clock. That's when you're like, okay, that's Ms. Minutes. Yeah, that's definitely Ms. Minutes for sure. So they go there to check it out. And one of the things they see is they see this place that has like these wooden pillars, one of Odin, one of Thor, and the other one of Balder the Brave. Oh, that's right. The rumor, the, the character that Daniel Craig was supposed to play in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, he's basically Thor and Loki's half-brother. Yes, they also have a half-sister, Hela, and a half-brother, Balder the Brave. So some people are saying, oh my god, we have Balder in the MCU. Well, yes and no, because this wasn't the main timeline, because I feel like Earth 616, I don't think they're going to have a Baldur the Brave unless they do like a reboot because they already had Hela. I feel like if they're going to do that, they should have had him appear with Hela or appear in Thor Ragnarok somehow. But I mean, anyway, but yeah, so Baldur the Brave, because he actually was, yeah, because it was confirmed by Daniel Craig, he was going to play that character in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then he had scheduling conflicts and then they cut the character out entirely. But there is concept art of it. And I think he was replaced with Mr. Fantastic. There's either Mr. Fantastic or Black Bolt. I'm not entirely sure who it was. But anyway. So yeah, cute little Easter egg. I'm sure a lot of people didn't know who that is. So that's who Balder the Brave is. Like Loki is like, that's not accurate at all. I'm like, well, you're on a branch timeline, Loki. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they they find Ravana, they find Ms. Minutes, they're all in the audience watching Victor Timely do his presentation of the loom, which ends up being a success. And also, this Kang seems very different. Yeah, and and definitely and definitely for the fact uh, that Victor can actually, he's he's one of those variants that can actually like make his own decisions. Like he doesn't really have to like follow like the like the the original Kang's timeline. So 
Exactly. And only because like he's like just learning it all. It's like he doesn't know who gave him the TVA book. He's like going off the book he had. Which sucks because of course with the, that was a plan made by he who remains. So basically saying I guess the plan was I guess to have give a a, a Kang variant this Kang variant. Because this one seems a little bit more skittish and a little like I wanna say naive, I guess like younger. I don't know if younger is the right word, like inexperienced, I guess. And because remember, because I feel like the most chill Kang was He Who Remains that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So I guess the one that was closest, the variant that was closest to He Who Remains is who we thought of. Okay, your mission is give the TVA book to to a young variant of me, to this specific variant of me in this year. That's that's on this, that will be on this branch timeline that will conform on this Earth. Get him to jumpstart the temporal loom and then bring him to the TVA. And then boom, he can become, take my place as right back here and become the next me pretty smart plan actually hmm. since he knew Unfor- unfortunately that was about to shatter in an instant because out of nowhere sylvie shows up sylvie shows up tries to kill him loki's like no the tva which once again i think the fact where yeah i think they're gonna turn on the tva and they're just gonna let it be destroyed oh god i can only imagine what the events are gonna be in the, the next few episodes by by the way speaking of we are at the halfway point of Loki season two. I, uh, I'm still, like we got like three episodes left. Oh my god! If, it's crazy to think that, but yeah, we have three episodes left of the season. Yeah, what a wild ride it's been so far. Yeah, we don't even know if it's going to get a season three, which I hope it does. I mean, I mean, to be fair though, I mean anything is possible when it comes to the MCU. So that is true, but yeah. So yeah, we're halfway through this. So now, at this point, like Ravana, especially it's Loki, Ravana, Sylvie. Mobius and Ms. Minutes trying to get to all trying to get to Victor Timely. They want Loki and Mobius want to bring Victor Timely to to the TVA. And I guess Ravana and Ms. Minutes want to go take him to do a different mission. But let's just say uh still but of course uh, in the final fight, uh actually Victor goes with Loki and Mobius to the TVA while yeah. Sylvie here's the thing, Sylvie spares him. But decides not to spare Ravana. Well, she doesn't actually kill Ravana. She uses he who remains his wrist temp pad thing. Yeah, and, 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 and I really and like the line. The, the I mean, credit to the, the line that Sophia DiMartino, who plays Sylvie, I, I really like the line that she gave to to Renslayer by saying, "You wanted to see what happened at the end of time. Be careful what you wish for." Oh, that that's so badass. Yeah, that that was so badass, especially coming from. Uh, from a variant of Loki, by which, and then of course, like Sylvie kicks Renslayer through the time door, and she, and basically, she's trapped at the end of time with Ms. Minutes, and they see the corpse of He Who Remains. Yeah, that was freaky. But also, yeah. they and, and, and then of course, the uh, the Citadel just keeps like crumbling down until until there's like nothing there. It's so. like it's like, of course. So then Ms. Minutes says to Ravana, "I have a secret to tell you." but I don't think you're going to like it. Now, I have two theories of what the secret is. That she's either a variant, because remember, we saw the, the Earth-616 Ravana was like a principal of the school. Uh, principal. Oh, yeah, from uh, from season one. Yeah, so the, the truth is that she's going to find that she's also a variant or the Council of Kangs. Also, one thing I do want to mention, a scene that was kind of weird, was Ms. Minutes also apparently got Kang, he, Victor, Victor, to turn on Ravana. When they're like traveling to like Victor's other lab, because he had to get some stuff first, and I guess Ms. Minutes was like trying to like seduce him, 
what? Saying, like she wanted a body, and then like, like, like one thing is too is like I like how different this Victor Timely Kang feels than the other variants we've seen. So far, I think we've seen there's nothing now like the fifth mainline Kang we've seen. Because I'm trying to think, he who remains, exiled Kang in the quantum realm from Quantumania, Immortus, Ramata, and the Scarlet Centurion in the post credit scene, and now so this is the sixth Kang we've seen. Mm-hmm. Just like, I like how each Kang has felt differently, especially like hats off to Jonathan Majors. I like how this one has a bit of like a stutter to him. Like, because like I know one of the biggest criticisms I've seen going around with like a lot of the multiverse projects is that, oh, like, Kang variants and, like, the Doctor Strange variants, like, other than Spider-Man, every variant we've seen, actually, no, besides Spider-Man and Loki, I'm sorry. That yep, every, forgot that about Every that. variant we've seen has been of a character that hasn't been Spider-Man or Loki, has been the same actor, just copied and pasted. Like, Doctor Strange, it was always Benedict Cumberbatch. Kang, it was always Jonathan Majors. So it's like, so we were saying, well, it's the same actor copy and pasted in a different costume. Well, I like how he's actually doing putting in the effort to make each Kang feel different and unique where like, I know it, like it looks like Jonathan Majors. Like, like I know it's Kang. I know it's like, they're all the same face, but I was like, each one just feels so different. Yes, exactly. And, 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 and that's the whole point of, of, of what I like about uh, the variants in the MCU is like, it all depends on, on which character they want to, they want to use as variants. And, and it all depends on, on whether they want to use the same actor for each variant or if they want to use like a different actor. Say like Spider Man and Loki, they use different actors. Uh, yeah, like to play Wire, Andrew Garfield, Richard E. Grant. Yes, for, and that's another good point. But then again, but, but then again, uh, who know who knows what we can expect in uh in further projects like this? And that is if they include other variants. Uh, Knowing that we have Secret Wars coming up, we probably will. Well, don't forget Avengers: Kang Dynasty though, because that one comes out. That one, that's that true. one comes before Secret Wars. So. That's good. I feel like they're talking more about the rumors are more about Secret Wars than Kang Dynasty. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, but especially also, with especially with the fact that uh, that Secret Wars is planning on uh on doing a soft reboot of the MCU. So yeah, apparently from a rumor I've heard that apparently with, after the reboot they're gonna bring Black Widow, like they're gonna bring back Tony Stark, Natasha Romanoff, and Steve Rogers back for good, whether it's the same actors or different actors. Yeah, I mean, I, I think after Secret Wars, I, I think it's that the MCU plans to, uh, I think they plan to hit the reset button, so. I feel like that's more like to fix the timeline so they can include characters like the X-Men, the Inhumans, like characters that they did not have the rights to when the MCU started to say, oh, they were always a part of this. Because now, trying to fit the X-Men onto Earth 616's continuity is is, is a freaking mind fuck. Or like a, a mental gymnastics yeah. course. Yeah, that's like, that's gonna that's gonna be a lot to uh to bring up, uh. Especially, yeah, but- and and especially like uh coming on the terms of a of a soft reboot. I mean, there's like a lot of things that the MCU needs to like address before they do the reboot. Like, uh, will Thor if, face off if it happens? Movies, or I feel like Thor five potentially could be Thor versus Hercules. Maybe they can bring in Balls of the Brave, or maybe a var- or maybe the variant of Loki we've been seeing. Yeah, we also have love to worry about as well. Oh yeah, but of course, uh, but of course, uh, but as for Loki, with this episode, I I'm really starting to like how they're starting to kick things into gear, and 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 I think said with the fact, this episode uh, is when it picks up. It really does pick up this episode. Yeah, like and and I don't know about you, Tommy, but uh, but I think but I but I think they're really, I think Marvel Studios is really sprinkling in on uh 
on on when on when the soft reboot could potentially happen because I know they were because I know they were spreading some uh, some Easter eggs about it. Yeah, and from what I've read from uh, from a couple sources on the internet, and it's and one of the rumors state that Kang actually resetted the timeline before, before you know, before the before the you know before he made the the sacred timeline and uh, oh really? Out, I so mean, like the original whether, original whether timeline. Be, whether it must have been he who remains or 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 a different version altogether. I mean, it's it's rumored for now, but I. But I, but I think they're really like sprinkling some, uh, some hints all over the episode. But we'll just have to see what happens. Maybe, but I don't think one thing too. Also, I just want to say Jonathan Majors is a freaking brilliant actor. Like mm-hmm. I really, because like there actually has been no updates on his trial, and like his legal battle. There's been no updates like this entire month of October. I mean, well, what, like I said, what's I mean, going on? I think, they, like, I think they tend to keep this. Uh, I think they tend to keep it on the down low, so uh, so that way, like, yeah, but stuff is happening because there were like certain deadlines of like October sixth. There was like October fifteenth, something like that. Now I know it's like something like the twenty fifth or something that's coming up. So I really don't know what's going on here with this. Like, there's been no. I'm surprised there's been no news on it. But my guess is maybe either way. They said they're keeping him as Kang unless there's like an irrefutable incriminating evidence he's staying Kang the Conqueror which is good because this episode proves how good of an actor he is mm-hmm. like he's, he's honestly just so like this is like one of my favorite episodes of the season like yeah, yeah and especially especially with the Ms. fact Ms. that uh, evil. that's pretty cool though yeah but also I think there were also sprinkling some hints around I mean I think they're still continuing the hints that that he who remains and Renslayer had a thing had a thing before uh know before the events of a uh, season one happened maybe or maybe it's like or maybe she'll have a thing for a certain kang like i thought maybe victor time it was gonna be the kang i mean i mean it's possible that that Brentsley... Yeah, because we I... still don't know which kang we're fighting in kang dynasty is, is it the one oh, yeah, talking... is it victor timely who other might be doing like an origin here are they is it gonna be the one the exiled one from quantum mania because they confirm he's basically still alive is it going to be like like who who which Kang are we fighting? There's apparently there's that oh the ultimate Kang variant is the Beyonder. Maybe it's the Council of Kangs. I don't know. I, I kind of want to see maybe like a scene if if one Kang is the Beyonder, the ultimate Kang. That rumor is. I just want kind of want to see like a scene of him like massacring all the Kang, the Council of Kangs. I just I kind of want to see that. Ooh, that that'd be, be disor- that'd be confusing and disorienting to watch. Basically, just Jonathan Majors killing other Jonathan Majors. Oh my god, that would be it's still that that'd still be cool to see. But, I mean, plus we are getting the Fantastic Four, so and, and keep in mind the the Fantastic Four movie is going to be coming out before the the next two Avengers movies. So. Yeah, I think if they're going to do any Kang related stuff, I think probably Immortus should be the villain. Who we did see, if they know which one Immortus was in the Council of Kang, Quantum Mania post credit scene, that was the one with like the purple cardinal outfit. Well, he'll, he'll yeah, like, like I said, pope. I he'll think like either pope. him or Ramatut could be. Uh... I think Ramatut could be a villain for Moon Knight. Hmm. That's the that's just the theory I've seen going around that Ramatut could be the Moon Knight. But yeah, also interesting enough. So now I'm curious now who made Ms. Minutes? Now that we know she's actually been evil. Yeah, was it? Yeah, he's I was gonna say, you... Was it another yeah, gang? Brought... I was gonna say. I think you brought this up uh, before we before we hopped into the studio and started uh, recording. So. And you said to me that Miss Minutes may be a recreation of Ultron or, some, or something along the lines like that. It could be a theory. I mean, she could be like a recreation of Ultron. 
or maybe she could be Ultron that maybe like Kang like found the the, the software AI and approved, improved upon it with his technology to make Ms. Minute. So I don't know. That it would be cool, but I don't know. I just refuse to believe that Ultron is dead. That he didn't have some sort of like backup plan. Or something like that. Like maybe like he didn't have like sort of like what Arnim Zola had. Like he didn't have like a backup to have like his mind, his consciousness somewhere else. Mm. I don't know. I believe that they would just use Ultron in one movie and that be it. And I have my own theory that maybe he's inside White Vision. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. I, I don't know. Either way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I still hope we get some um some yeah. concrete some concrete information for that. So I also just love how like scared Loki seemed. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean the, at the him. moment, the moment Loki saw Victor, who's actually that's he was him. scared. He was he was almost about to piss his pants. Yeah, he was like, "That's him," and that's like, him. "Who? He who remains." What you made him out to be like this terrifying figure. He is. Like he was like scared of Kang, yet he wants to protect him. Mm-hmm. Especially, like this is honestly just so cool, and how trippy that like this episode was. But yeah, I'd say I think I out of this episode, I give this episode a nine out of ten. You know, given from what I've seen of the episode, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this episode, I think this episode gets a nine out of ten too, because yep. uh, because from what I'm seeing, I mean, I. I mean, I, I really, the episode really blends a lot together. It's like, they, bl- they blend a lot of the action, they blend a lot of the comedy. Oh, yeah, with like the popcorn? Yeah, with the pop, yeah, I mean, especially with the popcorn scene from, uh... Oh, that was funny. And, and I gotta say, Owen Wilson is on, is on the top of his game when it comes to him playing Mobius. Oh my god, I love Owen Wilson. He's just a great actor, but I'm saying Mobius, I think, is probably one of, is probably my favorite role I've seen of him in, besides Lightning McQueen, of course. Ka-chow! Ka-chow! <laughs> but yeah it's um but i gotta say who knows what the who knows what the next three episodes will entail and yeah because by which i will i will say this now hands down loki season two i i this is becoming better than watching uh secret invasion oh oh, 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 oh i completely agree secret invasion was slow and had a disappointing finale this oh yeah we're saying the first two episodes were men and episodes because reviewers saw the first four episodes they didn't see five and six so i'm just curious now as to and they said like episodes one and two are the slow ones. Episodes three and four is when it picks up. So I'm curious now if this is like I can see why this is a great episode, but also where does it? How's episode four going to be? And like what? How how does it go down? Because I'm thinking what shit's about to go down in the episodes five and six? If yeah, they, I mean, they wouldn't let reviewers see that much further than that. Yeah, because because uh, then the thing is, if the finale shows, if if we get up to the finale, by which that's like in a few weeks' time. And if it shows us uh, the future events that we saw in episode one of this season, then we don't know how, we don't know what's going to happen with the TVA. I think they're going to realize that maybe it's better to destroy it and let the multiverse live on. Which leads to the theory that Ouroboros is actually evil. Imagine if he created Ms. Minutes. He wrote the, oh TVA, he wrote the TVA time book. Or the TVA guidebook, which was given. Oh my god, that would, that would be that would be that would be a cool plot twist. But then again, that would be cool. But I don't know either because either way, I think the TVA is going to be destroyed, and maybe we'll see like Loki meet up with like Doctor Strange. I don't know. That'd be cool. Well, that is a good point. I mean, considering the fact of from, from when we last saw him, which was in which was which was in Multiverse of Madness, uh, Clea came up to him and and tell and told him that they need to fix an incursion. Yeah, I kind of want to see them an incursion maybe in this show because like there's a theory we're gonna see one in the Marvels. I'm like, 
the Marvels. Are we really going to see an incursion here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, at this point now, it's like, I'll be honest with you, I really don't know what to expect with the with the Marvels on this one. Yeah, at this point, I feel like Loki. Who knows? Maybe there's an incursion in the next. Nah, that doesn't make sense. Things. I was thinking, what if there's an incursion in the TVA? But I'm like, TVA is a different plane of existence. So, yeah. Yeah, no, maybe it's the I don't know, but I like to maybe see an incursion because like, because that can explain exactly, why. Yeah, maybe, that like, that maybe, that I can see. It's a but, maybe. Like, I mean, but hopefully we can get some like connective tissue with some with the with the rest of the projects from. Uh, I think we are. I feel like because I remember I was I remember came out coming out of Multiverse of Madness thinking why didn't we see or mention Loki or Kang? Yeah, that's that's weird. That was like two of like the five notable absences I noticed in that movie. But then, like, then again, I mean, I who knows who knows yeah, what to expect within yeah. uh because I feel like within, maybe within the next few projects. But I feel like maybe again, the TV. I, I feel like maybe the TVA is the reason why they don't want the multiverse and Obi is because of incursions. Oh yeah, that's because one way to cause an incursion is to dreamwalk. The other is to physically travel, and the other end we know is to physically travel to another universe. Yes, exactly. But going to the quantum realm, a TVA tempad. But if Sylvie has the power to 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 walk among to walk amongst the multiverse, un un yeah yeah unknowingly yeah I mean unnoticed she could unknowingly cause an incursion. So well, she has maybe she maybe the tempad she has would cause will prevent that, but I don't know. Gotta keep in mind that is pretty freaking powerful. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, I mean, I can't wait to see what the next three episodes will entail because. Because if the if the first three are just are just an indication of what's to come, then all I can say, I'm ready. Oh, I'm I'm hooked. But yeah, but also I also heard I also heard something going around the the Deadpool three's uh release just got uh just got bumped back a little bit. Makes sense. I mean, I mean, give them time to like. First of all, let's give them time for the strike to end, the actor strike to end. Then they can get rent out their locations again, like or. Because like, remember, I explained why they things aren't just going to go isn't going to be as simple as the when the writer strike ended. Where oh yeah, pencils back up, everybody's back in the office working again. The thing is with this is now with actors like now they're physically on set. It takes mm-hmm. more to 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 film th- something than to write it because yes, to L- film like I said, it, I, I I see the WGA and SAG after as like uh like the Writers Guild and, and- well the Writers Guild is over. So the, yeah, I mean, the strike, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it with both of them, I see that as like a double-edged sword. It is. Because the strike is like, because then also now things are going to be hard to get back to work because locations have to be available. Actors have to be available. Yes. That's... Directors have to be available. They have to have the equipment ready. They got to get like the, the crew there to like work around the sets. They have to think, are they going on location? They're going to use a soundstage. They're going to use a studio. It's, it's basically a lot to get done when once everybody's back. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit. But I would. Oh yeah, and plus, plus I, and plus about uh, about this episode of Loki, I really liked how they used the. the I also like the scoring in this uh, in this episode. Oh, I agree. I love the music. I mean, the music is like so freaking good. I agree. Also, also, I love how the intro was different to like eight. Oh eight yes, exactly. I mean, I liked how they. Uh, Gave it a classic version of the the Marvel Studios logo, which is oh yeah, that was cool too. Pretty top notch, if you ask me. I think that really does feel like they're already tripping things up now. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but, anyway, but overall, yeah, I mean, um, I give this episode nine out of ten. 
Me too. I think it was a great episode, honestly. Honestly, like, like I wouldn't say, oh my God, this is like an absolutely flawless episode, but I will say it's very good to the point where I think maybe if there was like more like, I guess it may be like one epic moment to make it a 10 out of 10 for me, but other than that, we're good. Oh, yeah. This is a 9 out of 10 for me. I'm not debating it. But anyway, I think that wraps us about up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Marvel Men Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram. And yep. uh, we'll catch you on the other side of the multiverse. And Zach, we'll be with We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. So with that, we will see you next time. Ciao, guys.